It's Sunday, August 16, 2020. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to a special edition of the One America podcast. Normally, we do not broadcast on Sundays, and I'm on sabbatical writing the next book, but I could not pass up the moment that we find ourselves in. History was made on August the 11th, 2020, which was last week when Vice Presidential nominee Kamala Harris, U.S. Senator from California, was only the third woman ever asked to join a national ticket. As you know, Harris was a contender for the 2020 Democratic nomination, uh, raised over $35 million, uh, did a great job in the debates, but didn't make it to the primaries in Iowa or New Hampshire. And Many thought that her political career had frankly stalled, not that it was over by any stretch, but someone who had 25,000 people when she announced her run and someone who had raised so much money and had such a high profile and and definitely had some great moments in the debate just seemed to be uh, stumbling around. Uh, Her campaign was in a bit of chaos and uh, she dropped out and uh, many people thought that her vice presidential hopes were dashed when she laid some pretty heavy gloves on former Vice President Joe Biden during one of the debates and brought up his working with segregationists on things like busing during his time in the Senate in the 1970s. And so history took a turn. Uh, Biden had a vigorous search for the vice president. We now know the details uh, given uh, some of the reporting, um, inside reporting from New York Times and other outlets that Biden had narrowed it down from a field of probably as many as 12 to four. It was Warren, Harris, Rice, and Karen Bass, Congresswoman from California, and um, he narrowed it down finally to Harris. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about this moment that we find ourselves in and the significance of the Harris pick, the significance of a black woman who is Jamaican on her father's side and I need to help educate some folks I've heard a lot of talk about oh she's not black and she's Jamaican and um, from India descent let me clear that up first of all if you have any sense of history and you know anything about history you know that Africans were captured and taken as enslaved human beings and taken to all of the islands from Jamaica to Barbados to the Bahamas, West Indies, etc., as well as, of course, some to Cuba. Um, you have Afro-Cubans and then, of course, here to the American colonies. So it is the height of ignorance, frankly, to not understand that Jamaicans are in their ancestry Africans. And so the fact that Harris's father is a Jamaican He's an African. He's black. And um, so, of course, she's half black. And her mother uh, from India, uh, South Asian, I think is the proper term. I'm learning, too, as I go along. Um, And so we've got a woman of color on this ticket, a powerful woman of color. And I thought that today I would just share with you some of the words I wrote in my uh, column that went viral um, the day after Harris was uh, announced as the pick and I wanted to read some of it it's now from behind the paywall so you don't have to worry about paying for it on the Daily Beast in my column usually takes a couple days Um, and I will pin it again to my Twitter profile it's on their Facebook page on their Instagram my Instagram etc 
and a really cool graphic that will be the cover of this podcast this morning. But before I get into reading that, um, it's Sunday. You know how I feel about Sundays. It's the Lord's Day. It's the day we should uh, get still, give God thanks, uh, be with our family, take some quiet time as we get ready for the a week ahead of us. Uh, But before I did that, I want to address a couple things. And I want to address one thing in particular that's really gotten me and a lot of women of color in this country and frankly, a lot of women and men upset. And I am an Alpha Cap Alpha woman. So we are very proud of Soror Kamala. Very proud. Um, And we want to be helpful to her. We want to support her. We want to have her back. uh, Because we know the ugliness that can happen in politics in general. But we know that There's even more ugliness and vitriol directed at women candidates and women for high office. Hillary Clinton, Geraldine Ferraro, Sarah Palin, certainly. Uh, All of them had to walk a path that hadn't been walked before. And Kamala Harris is the latest person to try to break that second highest glass ceiling. And we're going to protect her. We're not going to allow her to be run down, lied on, demeaned and disrespected. And of course... You all know who I'm talking about. The president of the United States made it his business to, instead of being gracious as Barack Obama was uh, when Sarah Palin was picked and Joe Biden was certainly gracious, instead of being uh, respectful as was Ronald Reagan and George Herbert Walker Bush when Geraldine Ferraro was picked in 1984, uh, at least publicly, and saying, hey, we wish her well, uh, welcome to, you know, the race, a historic moment. That's not what this president said what this president did was he immediately launched into attack calling her a liar calling her the meanest person in the senate the most liberal person in the senate calling her angry repeatedly angry is a buzzword angry is a code word for black women it's a code word to check us and put us back in our box to shut our mouths to not uh, talk to be seen and not heard White women get the B word. We get the angry word. Uh, Other women of color are frankly just invisible, ignored. And so Latinas are hot and spicy and, uh, you know, they'll get you. Uh, All of that is bogus. It's ridiculous. You all know I wrote a book about stereotypes about professional and strong black women back almost a decade ago now. Black Woman Redefined. Uh, It sold out. Uh, we'll have more copies. Uh, it's exciting as an author to see your first book, which is now almost a decade old, still sell out. And there was renewed interest because of Harris being on the ticket. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But I, I just wanted to pop on and and just kind of talk about this a little bit and say that I am all for people having opinions. I understand that politics is tough and rumble it's not for the faint of heart and Kamala Harris understands that too she's no shrinking violet she can throw a punch she can take a punch and I think that's in part why Biden chose her but for the president of the United States and his allies and right-wing media and Tucker Carlson and the rest of those vile creatures vile ghouls that they are to again suggest that somehow a United States senator born in Oakland California in 1964 she's three years older than me To suggest that somehow she is not an American. Does that sound familiar? To suggest somehow that she is not eligible under the Constitution to run for the top two offices, the presidency and the vice presidency. Sound familiar? To suggest that she's, quote, got some problems because of her immigrant parents. Sound familiar? Sure it does. It's the same dirt bag that Trump and his filthy friends 
set against President Barack Obama. Born in Hawaii, uh, born to a father who was of African descent and a mother who was a Caucasian from Kansas who was born here. Um, There were even newspaper announcements about his birth because his grandmother was a prominent person in Hawaii. Hawaii is a territory of the United States, as you know. So Barack Obama was more than eligible to be president of the United States. Ironic, John McCain, uh, Gary Hart, and several others who've run for the presidency were born, like myself, on military bases out of the country. McCain, born in Panama, me, born in Munich, Germany. And I remember being in high school, and it came up in my social studies class, could I be president of the United States? Because I was class president. And it was really a question one of my classmates asked that kind of shocked us all, but... My professor, uh, Jim Combs, who I adored, my social studies teacher, uh, said, Sophia, why don't you write a letter to the State Department? And, you know, I brought in my birth certificate and everybody thought it was pretty cool because my birth certificate is from the U.S. State Department and I have German birth certificates that record my birth as well. And Mr. Combs said, why don't you write a letter to the then Secretary of State, who I think was Don Regan, Ronald Reagan, Secretary of State, and he said, write a letter and ask, can you be president of the United States? And what the analysis is. I did. I got a letter back and it was a great letter. And the secretary thanked me for my inquiry and explained to me that, of course, I was eligible someday to be a vice president or president of the United States because my father was a U.S. citizen. My father was serving in uniform on active duty. My mother was a U.S. citizen born in the United States, as was my father, and her father was serving in uniform. And I was born on an army base at Westfield Hospital, I believe that was the name of it that my parents told me. And um, so, of course, my birth certificate says the announcement of the birth of a citizen born abroad. So ironically, someone like myself and John McCain, who you would think might have some legitimate questions about our birth because we were born out of America. Uh, No one questioned McCain and his citizenship or his eligibility. Um, And yet here are two African-Americans who serving in the Senate, clearly born in the United States being questioned. Listen, folks, these are dog whistles. These are bells. These are uh, whistles to people that won't educate themselves, that listen to Fox, that listen to Breitbart, that listen to right wing idiocy and who will believe anything this president says. The president tells you that COVID is going well, that we are leading the world in testing, that we are doing well. We have 170,000 dead citizens as of today. 170,000 dead citizens as of today. That's not doing well. That's since March. That's not doing great. That's not being ahead of the curve. We are the last in the world. We are banned Americans from traveling to anywhere in the world because we're infected. We have over 6 million infected people. It's not going well. Kamala Harris is a U.S. citizen. She's not another. She's not suspect. Any hint, as Trump did again uh, when he was asked yet again, is she eligible, danced around, well, you know, I don't know. Uh, You know, this guy wrote a great article in Newsweek. No, he didn't. He wrote a ridiculous article in Newsweek. And shame on Newsweek for publishing it. I canceled my subscription. I will never read Newsweek again. Anybody pushing this filth, you're a racist. Let me help you if you don't know. If you are supporting Donald Trump and the Republican Party at this point, 
I don't care if you are a lifelong Republican like I was forever, like people like Michael Steele and others. I don't know anybody who has a conscience right now who's a good person and particularly who's a good Christian who can stomach any more of this, who connects themselves with any more of this, who will even want to identify as a Republican right now. It's an embarrassment. It's a sham. It's a shame. The attacks on the U.S. Postal Service are stunning. People can't get their medicine for diabetes. People can't get their medicine for whatever they need it for. The mail is being delayed by weeks. This is a dirty, nasty plot because Trump knows he's losing. And if he can shut down the Postal Service and if he can make you doubt that voting's going to go off, if he can make you doubt that the post office is trustworthy, if he can make you doubt that Kamala Harris is a a decent American citizen who's sane and rational and trustworthy, if he can make you doubt all that and he can play to your fears, if he can tell you to watch out, you can have a wacky, angry black woman that could take over because Biden's 78, going to be 79. Folks, if you have to win an election playing on people's fears, you shouldn't be running for office. You know, Lindsey Graham had it right. Lindsey Graham, who used to be somebody I admired and liked, uh, uh, independent, bold, used to call a thing a thing. When he was running for president 2016, he called it. He called Trump what he was said he was dangerous. He said he was going to destroy the Republican Party and that it would be Republicans' fault if he was elected. He said he was insane, a kook, a racist, xenophobic. Said he was uh, off the rails, dangerous, not okay. He was right. But somehow Lindsey nails a golfing partner. Somehow now Lindsey has flipped. And you know what? Lindsey's losing in his home state of South Carolina to a novice, political novice named Jamie Harrison, who I've donated to, and millions have, because we want Lindsey gone, because Lindsey has lost it. Lindsey is now dangerous. Lindsey's now hoping to destroy, or helping to destroy, rather, the Republican Party and the Senate as chair of the judiciary. So we're in a different space, but I really just wanted to get on and talk about Kamala Harris and uh, read a little bit of my Daily Beast uh, article to you can find it online again it's from behind the paywall we'll pin it to my Twitter feed and it's on Instagram as well as uh, Facebook and you can click the link but I wanted to tell you how I felt about the moment where an African-American woman someone not much older than myself uh, was nominated for the vice presidency in my lifetime I've now lived to see a black president and a black first lady met them know them have pictures with them covered them And now one of our own, one of my sorority sisters, Kamala Harris, is on the ticket. I want to just read a little bit of what I wrote, and then the message is yours. I want to encourage you to vote early, to vote by mail. Call your state registrar, call your county registrar. Find out what you need to do. Find out what your options are in your state. Find out now. Don't wait till late October, early November. That's too late. Find out now. Find out what you need to do to be safe. Find out if the polls are going to be open. Find out uh, if you can get your absentee ballots, if you if there's going to be another process, if you can vote by person or rather in person early, like I always do with your ID before the long lines. Make it work out. 
Make sure that your parents and the elderly members of your family uh, are able to vote as well. Maybe volunteer to drive people uh, in your sanitized, you know, car uh, or, or whatever you can do. Be a helper. Be one of the helpers. I'm going to be a helper. Um, I want everybody to vote. I don't care who you vote for. I just want you to vote. Um, and before I read some of this, I want to say this to those of you who follow Trump or like Trump and listen to my podcast. This is America. You have the right to support any candidate you choose. You have the right to vote for any candidate you choose. You have a right to wear a Make America Great or Make America Greater shirt, hat. You have a right to fly a Confederate flag in your home, in your backyard, on your truck rack. Put it on your t-shirt. This is America and you have that right. And I would fight to the death raising my voice to support that fundamental right because it's one guaranteed in our constitution it's one guaranteed in our first amendment and i want to challenge those of you who are on the far right and on the right or call yourself conservatives or christians or evangelicals to have the same respect that you want for people who see it differently for people who don't support trump for people who don't like what he's doing for people that want to support joe biden and kamala harris for people that Uh, Believe in something different than you do. Because that's what makes America great. That's what America is really all about. Let me just read a little of this and then I hope you have a good Sunday and start of a new work week tomorrow. Uh, I was on air a little bit this week on CNN. I'll be back again uh, the week coming up as the conventions kick off. The Dems first, the Republicans second. And... um, I'm looking forward to doing so. So here's a little bit about what I wrote. The title of the article is Kamala Harris is a win for black women. 244 years in the making. Um, Here's how I open. It's always tough to be the first, to be the trailblazer, to scale the mountaintop, to be the first to open the door, to shatter the glass ceiling. But for Senator Kamala Devi Harris of California, like so many amazing black and brown women before her, Sojourner, Harriet, Ida, Rosa, Shirley, and Barbara, she has been doing it her entire life. When she announced her run for the presidency in January 2019, she drew the largest crowd of all her rivals. Yet she did not have the, the backing of her own state senior senator, a woman she admires, Senator Dianne Feinstein. She was told time and time again in her life, wait your turn, or it's not yet your time, or you can't win. Yet like her forebear, she persisted. When she reached for the highest glass ceiling, her sexual past as a young woman with a once revered mentor was splattered about. Her record as a prosecutor questioned. Her loyalty to the black community questioned. People had doubts about this very attractive, very smart, very capable woman who married late in life, is now a stepmother of two with no biological children of her own. Like me and literally legions of professional black women, she is a pank, professional aunt, no kids. Like many of us, she sacrificed a lot to get where she is. Despite it all, she persisted. She kept her head up and she remained steadfastly resilient as a senator standing up for social justice, economic justice, and equal justice. 
for families facing evictions and joblessness due to the COVID-19 crisis, for justice for Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other black lives lost at the hands of overzealous, seemingly racially biased law enforcement, usually with little or no consequence. And when she ended her presidential campaign in December, it seemed as if her bright light had dimmed just a little and her political fortunes had stalled. Many wrote her off as too shallow, unfocused on policy, or just a pretty face, who due to internal staffing problems and mismanagement, could not even make it to the Democratic primaries after raising over $35 million. When she was called too ambitious by white male power brokers inside the Democratic Party, she took two inspiring young black women on a video chat to in fact be ambitious and to never settle for just what people thought they should have. She challenged them to be brave and to follow their wildest and most cherished dreams despite the limitations of their birth, gender, or race. It looked as if the old boys had finally canceled Kamala and she would just fade quietly away, much like how Shirley Chisholm was never really considered for the vice presidential slot after her, her historic run for the presidency in 1972. Yet the tide of history turned on Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. I'm going to end there because I want you to read it for yourself and read it in its entirety. But I opened that way because I wanted to establish one fact that every black woman who walks this earth knows. Life is harder for us. It's a double whammy. We are both women and black. We get the burdens of both our race and gender, but not the benefits of a black man who's a man, of a white woman who is white. We carry both the stigmas of being female and the stigma of being of color. And sometimes people mislabel us, misdefine us, missee us if they see us at all because we are tough. And we are strong and we do persevere and we do handle things that are uh, enormously challenging, things that probably would take other people out. And it's because we haven't had a choice. Toni Morrison once said, definitions belong to the definers. Definitions belong to the definers, not the defined. Let me say it again. Definitions belong to the definers, not the defined. What did she mean? Uh, If I call you angry, if I call you mean, if I call you this or that, if I say you're not to be trusted, particularly in the context of history where there are already nefarious stereotypes about you or your people or where you come from, I can do a lot of damage to your reputation by saying very little. Angry is a buzzword. It demeans, it diminishes. It says that uh, Kamala Harris isn't in control of her emotions. She's not fit to be in the highest uh, office and the second highest office of the land. That she's wacky, that she's off the rails, that she's a lefty, leftist, crazy chick, you know, yelling and being mean and going after white men like Justice Brett Kavanaugh. If you ever saw the questioning she did with former Attorney General Jeff Sessions, he literally started to wither like a girl 
an expression like a, a, a clutching his pearls going you you're upsetting me you you you're 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 making me nervous because she was questioning him just as aggressively as any man on that committee America are we ready are we ready are we ready to do this because we need to do this because it's time it's long past the time when women got our due we are 51 plus percent of the population of this country yet we still hold less than 10 percent of top corporate jobs university presidencies uh, industries um, politics there's a hundred women in the house of representatives there's 28 in the senate we've made strides no doubt but we are not even close to being at parity, not even close. But it's time. Kamala Harris is qualified. She's a citizen. She's strong. She's smart. She gets it. She's not a radical lefty. I've been a Republican, uh, centrist conservative my entire life. This is the first time I've ever given Democrat candidates money and am and, and going to work for them and do my best to help them be elected because I'm afraid of this Republican Party. I'm afraid of Donald Trump. I'm afraid of what I see happening to my country. Authoritarianism, fascism is absolutely in the air, but it's not from Black Lives Matter. It's coming out of the White House. It's coming out of crazies marching in the streets with masks on and long guns, but somehow they don't get arrested. Peaceful protesters get arrested. Police used to suppress citizens' First Amendment rights police that we can't even identify who they are folks you better wake the hell up you better get up you better stop this ain't about fear this better be about hope this better be about this republic and saving it i've gone a lot longer than i wanted to uh but i'm on fire in a good way i'm hopeful i'm supporting joe biden and kamala harris if you didn't know because i want a better future for my niece who's about to go and serve her country in the military in the medical profession for my other niece who's um, in her junior year of college. I want them to have a world of peace and goodness and civility where people actually like each other and think well of each other. I'm tired of racism. I'm tired of division. I'm tired of anger. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of cursing. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. That's not who we are. That's not our better angels. That's not what Lincoln gave his life for. It's not what the men and women who've served in every war gave their life for. That's not America. I love you guys. I love this country. God bless you. God keep you. And God bless the United States of America.